The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Ladies and gentlemen, a little bonus episode this week, joined by, I don't know what to call it, kind of the Dana White co-founder of Fight League Atlantic, the FLA, a MMA league held in Atlanta, Canada, Derek Clark. Derek, how are we doing today, man? Big fights this weekend in Windsor, Nova Scotia, FLA 9. How are you feeling? You ready to go for this weekend? Am I ever? What's up, my man? How's things on your end? Ready, Ready to go. Things are fantastic, and, and I was telling you before uh, we got rocking and rolling here that I'm excited. I mean, I think it's exciting for for sports fans. I think the MMA, you know, we talk about it on the podcast uh, all the time about how fast it's growing in the sports world and how how you know great of a job that the UFC is doing. Uh, but it's nice to see kind of these you know smaller leagues, these more boutique leagues that are feeder leagues into the professional higher level leagues, uh, you know, established and give uh, opportunity to fight fans around you know these smaller pockets around you know not only Canada but around the world to watch fighting. So I'm really excited about watching. I've never been to a live event uh, on Saturday night in Windsor. But Derek, just talk about your background in MMA. You know, you know, how did you get into fighting? What is your experience uh, in the MMA world? So uh, myself, I started uh, training jujitsu. Well, I started training kickboxing way back in uh, about 2005 in Toronto, like, just like cardio classes, that kind of thing. And then I had to be completely honest. Uh, I did not like getting punched in the face. I wasn't really much for that kind of thing. So I somehow transitioned when I moved home. I transitioned into jujitsu, and and I've been training jujitsu ever since. I'm a black belt under Jared McIntosh in Pictou County Jiu-Jitsu, and I got my black belt in 2019. Uh, but MMA wise, I'm not much of an MMA fighter by any means. Like, uh, you know, again, I've trained lots and inspired lots and put in lots of high rounds, but I don't call myself a fighter by any means. I have a ton of respect for all these athletes that get in there and do what they're doing. So, um, but it's a martial art. I love it. Uh, much like John, my uh, business partner, who you also know, uh, it's about for us giving back and being involved in the sport and and not necessarily fighting but you know in a, in a different way and like you said the, these smaller leagues really give a, a big developmental platform to these athletes who want to get to the next level so just briefly how how many years how long does it take to get your black belt in jiu-jitsu because you hear the different rankings and belts but you know the black belt's obviously the most prestigious title in in jiu-jitsu how long did it take how long was that road how many hours of training you know tell us a little bit about that road yeah, uh, it was a long road for sure. Like uh, probably 2008, I started to, uh, late 2008. And uh, so, you know, 11 years to get my black belt. And uh, I was a guy who trained, you know, probably three to five times a week, sometimes six, seven times a week uh, through my career. Uh, but everybody's different. There's people who can get a black belt in, in three to four years, uh, depending on their skill level and their ability, how they're competing, if they're winning, and if they're training three, four times a day. And like these bigger cities, like in the States, you have places like San Diego and Austin, Texas is a place that's blown up for jujitsu lately. Uh, New York City and these places where it's actually professional jujitsu athletes. So 
it's pretty cool, man. It's a, it's a neat thing to see, but uh, it's, it's been a long road and my body is uh, certainly paying the price. <laughs> well, I mean, it's an, it's an incredible accomplishment. So congratulations. But I guess just finally on the jujitsu topic in regard to, you know, I'm, I'm not an MMA specialist by any means, but in, in regard to jujitsu, you know, what are the biggest strengths of, of, you know, if say an MMA fighter, their strength is in jujitsu, they're going into the UFC and they have a jujitsu background. What are their strengths? What should you look for from a fighter? with uh with a strong jiu-jitsu background what what are their strengths in, in the uh, octagon so again that's a great question uh in the octagon or, or cage the whole idea of mixed martial arts it's it's utilizing all different weapons all different martial arts coming together to to meet in that cage to see who is the better man or women or woman that particular night in that particular fight so um you know as a jiu-jitsu fighter your whole goal is um to get the opponent to the ground obviously and submit them uh it's 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 pretty simple, uh, but very difficult. Yeah. Um, that's why you see in, in MMA, a wrestler is extremely successful because a, a really, really high level wrestler can get you down, hold you down and, and really do a lot of damage with their elbows or ground and pound and that kind of thing. So, but the game's always evolving and, and jujitsu it's becoming like, uh, I, I don't want to say less and less of a of threat, but, um, really, really well-rounded grappling is important, not necessarily really, really slick submissions, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. One fight that comes to mind, Derek, I don't know if you remember it, but it was the uh, Brian Ortega versus Alexander Volkanovsky. And Ortega, I couldn't believe he didn't submit him. It was just unbelievable. He had him right on the... Uh, it seemed like, you know, it, there was just no way he was getting out of it. Get out of it. But those are two fantastic fighters. That's for another time. But listen, talk about Fight League Atlantic. You know, how did the Fight League start... You know, what did you and John, did you sit down and say, listen, we've got to create a league to give these Atlantic fighters an opportunity to showcase their stuff. We've got to, you know, formulate a league that can feed into other leagues. And what is that process like? You know, who do you got to to talk to? Because I'm assuming that, you know, you can't just say, yeah, we're hosting fights in Windsor, Nova Scotia this week and come out to watch. You know, what is that? What does this entail in terms of, you know, getting this thing set up and running a uh, a fight for, for fans to come in and watch? Another very good question. Um, it's funny. I, I always kind of often say that, that like, that's really content that people really should see. Um, like t- today I was sitting, uh, sitting at work and uh, the guy I was working with was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm making the FLA 10 ticket map. And he's like, you have to do it that way. And, and on the ticket map, when, after I make the ticket map, I have to literally assign every seat. So I have to go through the thousand seats and click every one and assign it. And it's just stuff like that, that people never see. Right. And the, the process, uh, anyway, going back to how it started, Johnny and I both, you know, guys in the community have done a lot of jujitsu tournaments and, uh, like, uh, events. And so I started doing this in 2014, doing, uh, like submission only jujitsu events. So we would bring like in Diego Sanchez and like UFC kind of stars to compete against local black belts here. And uh, we would do jujitsu tournaments and John would do jujitsu tournaments down here. And then we became buddies and we just kind of said to ourselves like, like, why don't we try this? Like, no, like it would like, there's another uh, company that's doing it, but we wanted to kind of take a different approach to it and, and try it out and see what we could do. And, you know, we're, it's been incredible. It's been an incredible ride up and down. Like we're, our first event was February 8th, 2020. Um, so, and then we all know what happened. Like literally <laughs> A few months later. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So, so we went through, we, we lost our main event in our first card and then we had COVID. Then our third card we planned was canceled two weeks later. And then last year we had the hurricane. 
cancel our event in, in Picto. So it's been like a lot of really like <laughs> early, early hard lessons that are really paying dividends now because everything's become so easy for us now that COVID and all these things are in the back seat, right? Absolutely. You know, what a time for Middle League. So in terms of, you know, I guess legislation or I shouldn't say legislation, but in terms of the governments and, and um, you know, maybe the sports federations, like who did you have to get in contact with and say, listen, we're starting this league and this is what, this is how it's going down. Yeah, that's a, again, I kind of didn't answer your question in the first place. So my apologies. Yeah, the government. So the Nova Scotia Combat Sports Commission. Okay. Uh, Chairman McDonald, uh, Director of Combat Sports, Hubert Earl, they're in charge of it. Uh, they do a great job kind of regulating the sport. So it's if you kind of look at it like uh, as a bar owner, you'd have a liquor license or a liquor inspector. That's right. For what we're doing here. Uh, all of our athletes are, they need to be medically cleared and licensed by the government. So, you know, uh, 10 types of blood work. They need EKGs. They need MRIs in certain cases, um, eye tests, full physicals, chest uh, x-rays. So they're, they're, the protocol are really in place. And uh, on top of that, um, we on our end just have to we have to have a lot of you know licensing and insurance and all that kind of stuff in place on our end too. It's like you said, it's not just hey we're going to line up a fight in Windsor, Nova Scotia, and, and put this together. It's just you have to really, really dot your eyes and cross your t's because if people get hurt or or whatever the case, you know, God willing, that doesn't isn't happen doesn't happen. But it's possible. So you're putting on a fight event. Two people are getting into fighting. So you have to be prepared for anything in this business and. And let me tell you, we we are now absolutely no. I'm I mean I'm thrilled that uh, that it's coming to you know Windsor, Nova Scotia, and, and for the Annapolis Valley folks that reside here, I know we're extremely excited. But you know, talk about where the FLA falls in the MMA pyramid. So obviously, at the top of the pyramid, you'd have your Bellators and your UFCs. But you know, where does the FLA fall, and maybe where's the goal uh, and the direction of Fight League Atlantic as we kind of you know continue on into 2023 and and uh, years to come. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, UFC, obviously, uh, Upper Echelon, Bellator, PFL, uh, Risen, uh, 1FC, all those kind of companies are, you know, big, 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 big companies. And then you have, on the lower end, you have, um, or not lower end, but like second tier, I guess you'd have companies more so like, we're just kind of getting to that second tier. Now, our video production, again, like you say, how do you put these events together? Our staff is 50 deep, uh, not including the commission. So we have, like, our, we run all our own tickets. That's something that we had to learn during COVID because there's no staff. All these venues that were used, they don't have staff. So we, we had to learn to make our own ticket maps, sell our own tickets off apps on our phones. Uh, uh, we do uh, all our own lighting, sound, our pay-per-view, all that streaming is stuff that we've learned through the years. Uh, so a lot of kind of stuff in-house. Um, but it's – anyway, we're, we're – I kind of tailed off there again. We're, no, it's you – know, so where does – I mean, in regard to, you know, where the where the FLA sits in the pyramid, the hierarchy of the MMA world, obviously you said it kind of moved up into the Tier 2, but as you continue to grow, you know, where do you want this thing to go? Yeah, um, again, like, we're, we're, we make no bones about – like, we're not going to ever compete with any of these brands. You know, we're, we're lo a local company. We're, we're proud to be a local company. I think that's what people don't really understand just yet. As soon as you come to our events, I think people are like, oh, wow. Like, I hear it all the time. As soon as people even walk in the venue, they're like, what? What? Like, this is in my hometown? This is crazy. Because it's, until you experience it, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Because, like, you walk in, the lights are there, the cage is there. It's like, man, I've never been to a UFC before, and now this is exactly what I imagine it would be. Not some shitty little, just a ring, and that's it. You know what I mean? It's 2023, and we, we're giving the people what the people want. 
And uh, that's really high-level production and really, really good fights to match. So we would eventually love to be another one of those organizations where we're feeding the UFC. Uh, you know, we're on UFC Fight Pass. Like, you know, that's where fighters want to be. They want to be on UFC Fight Pass. But uh, we're doing great pay-per-viewing right now. But uh, definitely we want to be one of those premier feeding organizations to the upper organizations for sure. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, you have to think, obviously, it's a global sport. And that's something that is very advantageous for the sport of fighting. I mean, we see it all around the world. The talent is global. Uh, but you have to think that, uh, you know, if we can continue to grow the sport and, you know, you'd have to, you know, you'd, you'd like to think that there should be some, you know, Canadian talent be able to get to that you know, UFC Bellator and one, one name that comes to mind is Gavin Tucker. I'm, I'm thinking he's, you know, he's injured right now, but I know, you know, there is some Canadian talent in, in the uh, UFC now. Um, but in terms of matchmaking, or I guess we'll go to recruitment. So, you know, there's gyms, you know, spread out across Atlanta, Canada and the different, like we talked about little pockets and little towns, you know, jujitsu gyms and MMA gyms. Yeah. Do the talents, do the, does the talent sign up? Do you talk to coaches from these different gyms? You know, how do people say, listen, I want to fight on a card in FLA? Another great question. Uh, a big thing for us is like, uh, again, I've been doing it a long time. Um, so you have a lot of these connections with guys like Gavin, like, you know, Gavin, I've known for like 10 plus years. Right. Um, so hopefully he's going to be fighting again soon, by the way. Um, I don't know anything about that, but hopefully will. Um, but yeah, so you can register on our site, but more so we have a ton of connections. I know a lot of the gym owners locally and, and in Canada, it's, it's, it's kind of like a big world, but really a small world. Uh, one of those kind of niche sports where everybody, not everybody knows everybody, but once you're in this deep, you, you definitely know everybody. Um, but athletes can go on our website and uh, register. We have a registration on our website. We've got athletes from all over the world constantly contacting us, looking to compete from Brazil, Africa, the States, all over Canada. Um, so, you know, that's that's one big thing. But for us, it's it's about having the skill level. We don't just want regular, you know, this is going to sound awful, but we want people in that cage who deserve it and people who really earned the right, like to, to put in the time their coach has the coach the, that at the end of the day, like we can put the matches together, but from an amateur and pro level, coaches, managers, these people who are in their in these with these athletes every single day are the people that are really in their ear and and making the decisions for the right fight for the right career. Um, so we we want these people, we want talented athletes, people who have been training for like a minimum two years, so they know what they get in there. If they're if they're not, if they're you know again, people can get hurt. It's, we want the product to match the, the production. So everything about it is about, you know, uh, impressing uh, our crowd, fans, and we want our fans to come back. And, and it's kind of a weird mix because you want your fans to come back. And then the other side, you like, you want the UFC and all these other people to notice you too. So it's like a constant, like, you're in the middle in a lot of ways, for sure. Absolutely. And listeners, if you don't trust Derek in terms of production quality, and if you're not buying that Atlanta Canada put, can put on a good show, Go check out the YouTube channel. It's phenomenal. I've been watching the last few cards on on uh, on YouTube, and it really is. It, it looks phenomenal, and they do put on an absolute fantastic show. Uh, but Derek, just continue, just continuing on. Um, in past fights, you know this is going to be the ninth event that you put on. You know who are some names that have fought in the past cards, or who are some names that maybe the listeners should you know take note of that might be fighting on FLA nine or in the past. You know have fought in the league, and you know might be making a little bit of noise down the road uh, at the higher levels. Yeah, um, it's it's funny you say that because this card is a, a lot of people have told us it's our best card to date, 
And it's funny because we've had lots of other cards with bigger, bigger names, you could say, some like with a lot more pro fights or that kind of thing from other locations. But this is really a card with a lot of homegrown talent. Uh, athletes who have really competed for us for a long time and, and a lot of really, really talented local athletes kind of making that jump. So like in the main event, you have Drake Farrell. Drake Farrell's been competing for, for me specifically in jiu-jitsu for almost, like probably 10 years, eight, eight to 10 years since he was like 15 years old. Uh, he's a two-time Fight League Atlantic Kumite when we would do our absolute grappling tournaments when uh, when the COVID was on, we couldn't do uh, MMA events. So we would do jiu-jitsu events. He, he, he blew through two of those events and just destroyed everybody. Uh, he just won our amateur 170-pound uh, title, and now he's making his pro debut uh, against a super colorful and uh, super raw and talented guy, uh, Big Red Matt McDonald. Uh, is this, he's he's... A pretty funny character, man. He and loves to get in there and get dirty, and and wants to always loves a good scrap. So these two are there are really two funny good guys. You got Cam Nelson on the card. Uh, he's like a guy that we're really you know impressed with. He's he's been uh, doing really really well. Three and zero as an amateur, killed it and uh, did really really well in his pro debut. Uh, took out Braden Simon. Uh, you have Maria Clinton making her pro debut against Riley Marchand from Vancouver uh, at 115 pounds for the females. That's a fight that uh, very well could be in a contender series or something like that. Uh, two girls that are really not far um, to get into that next level in the, in the female uh, side of the sport. Um, it's the, the talent pool at that weight class is a little bit smaller, so uh, you can move up a little bit quicker, and they're both super talented uh, girls. And the last one I will mention is uh, Luke de Saint Croix. Uh, he's a local kid here, uh, number one ranked, number one ranked lightweight in Canada uh, at, uh, at the amateur level, and he's fighting AJ Market, who's uh, number two. So he's coming in from Calgary, and uh, they're going to scrap it out for the amateur title. So yeah, really excited. That's awesome. So yeah, like you said, I mean, on the card we've got a title fight. So. I guess I guess you're gonna have to explain this to me. So you you can have amateur fights on the card and as well as professional fights on the card. Is that something, or are they all amateur fights? So what what you know, in regard to professional and amateur under the umbrella of those titles, FLA puts on both or just amateur or professional? We do both. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we do a lot of like program shows. Sometimes, like we we've done like all amateur shows before. Uh, you know, when you're getting into pro, you know, you're paying athletes money. You're you're flying athletes in from, you look at uh, this card, we have athletes come. So every athlete comes with a coach. So we have an athlete from Mexico and a coach. We have an athlete from Calgary and a coach. Athlete from Vancouver and a coach. Athlete from Toronto and a coach. So there's four flights right there. Um, our main commentator, John Morgan, he comes from Las Vegas. Um, there's a lot of costs that people really have. Uh, it's, it's it's just crazy amount to, to go into this kind of stuff. But yeah, the the pro and amateur fights. Uh, it's cool because you start with the amateur fights at the beginning of the night. Uh, and there's a thing called like novice novice a, uh, amateur rule set. And, and some people don't like it, but to be honest, I love it. So if you have no fights, it's a novice rule set. So you cannot punch or strike on the ground. Once the fight hits the ground, it's like jujitsu only. You can punch to the body, that kind of thing. So, and the whole idea is that, like, you don't want to just get on the ground and just someone, like, posture up and just, like, beating your head off the ground, right? Because yep. the whole the whole idea is if well, on the ground, like, you can take a punch standing up, but if your head hits the back of that canvas, there's no give. And that's where concussions and, and damage really comes from, you know? Um, so they really try to avoid that. And then as you get three fights as an amateur, 
you can start doing ground and pound like punches. And then as you move into pro, you can elbow on the ground. You can, you know, knee to the head, all those kind of things. Yeah, so, yeah. And as the night progresses like that, which is cool. So you have amateur, advanced amateur, and then uh, pro. You get into the pro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I guess for the people who are getting ready to stream it, Derek, uh, it starts at 7 p.m. and then it continues on into the night. Uh, but is it's all just under the, the umbrella of one card. And like you said, it kind of starts in the amateur realm and then continues up into the professional fight. So the main event of the night, is it those two females of Riley Marchand and Maria Clinton? Is that the main event? Or is the Drake Farrell, Matt McDonald the main event? Yeah, Drake Farrell, Matt McDonald, uh, main event. Cam Nelson, Irving Molina from Mexico is the co-main event. Cool. Maria is the third pro. And then uh, shout out to, uh, I never mentioned, but uh, this kid is another super talented kid, Abdel, Abdel Aziz, uh, a grappling phenom uh, who's making his pro debut too. We're really excited for that kid to, to get into the pro. He's a Gavin Tucker protege. Amazing. No, that's that's incredible. Gavin, Gavin will be there in fine form, man. He'll be uh, coaching. He's got four or five guys in the card, so he'll have a busy night. Yeah, I can imagine. No, that's incredible. I mean, obviously, all of Nova Scotia, all of Atlanta, Canada should be, you know, tuning in and, and aware that, uh, you know, we're putting on such great product here. Uh, but just finally, let's just talk about a few of the fights before I let you go, Derek, before we move on. Uh, Charlene Barkhouse, obviously a product of the Annapolis Valley. She's gonna, is she going to begin the night versus Amanda Ferreira? You know, obviously, this is an... So sure, I'm looking on SureDog, and so SureDog's kind of my UFC. That's my that's my or my MMA kind of go to, and that's where they have it lined up. But I know Charlene's fighting. It's Amanda Ferreira. What should we expect from the Annapolis Valley talent of Charlene Barkhouse? What's what does she bring to the table, and and um, you know what what does her opponent bring to the table? She's tough, man. I'll get like I'll, I'll throw back to a, a funny story about Charlene back at uh, one of these jujitsu shows I did, and uh, it was like an eight female bracket i think was like a thousand bucks and there were two one name that came in uh she's from new jersey her name's amanda levy and she actually fights in the pfl now uh the mma pfl and she's beat like gabby garcia in like a submission only fight like she's a beast and super tough anyway charlene got her drawn in the first first round and i was sitting there and these are back in the days i was working the goddamn camera and i was sitting here on the side of the mat and the girl kind of like went to like get a like a Kimura, and as she went to to fish for the the arm, she elbowed Charlene square in the nose. the The noise that came out of her nose was still to this day. I was like, oh, like it just made me want to exploded. And she, she no, she didn't even flinch. No blood, no nothing. She didn't even flinch. She just continued on like a warrior. So ever since that day, I've had an incredible amount of respect for for Charlene. Uh, obviously, she comes from John's Gym, which is a great gym too, great people. So uh, she's a wonderful girl, man, and uh, a great grappler. So I assume that's – I don't know their game plan, uh, but I assume that's probably where they're going to want to take the fight. Um, but, yeah, she's uh, she's a gamer, so she's going to bring it, guaranteed. But it's a lot of pressure fighting in your hometown, so – so we'll see what happens. Well, not our hometown, but close enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, we consider it all. The... Yeah, and, but, you know, man, like you look back at it, and she's one of those people, like she competes a lot. So she's like, I think like she really looks at it like she she just loves to compete. And she like, when else are you going to get a chance to compete this close to home and do like do what you love, right? So I think she's really cherishing that. And it's going to be a wicked fight. Like between both these girls are, are really, really talented. So yeah, the juices will be flowing. The adrenaline will be high. No doubt about it. 
Um, out of the entire card, are there any couple, is there any fights that we should expect some stand-up striking, just full-on exchanges? Um, I, I know that it's it's very hard to predict. And, you know, it's again, that's why it's so exciting to watch. It's a fight. But do you think there's two, is there one that jumps off the page that this is going to be an extremely exciting matchup? Uh, I'm just looking through the card here right now. Um, so from a grappler's point of view, Luke to St. Paul versus AJ market is, is a, it's, it's, there's no question. It's going to go to the ground probably instantly. Uh, both of them love it and they're both super good on the ground. So that's going to be, from my point of view, a really interesting fight. Uh, Hayden versus Brad Dwyer. These are two uh, big, big middleweights. So the uh, middleweight, 185 pounders. So they'll probably both be 190, 200 pounds. One, you know, Hayden six three, Brett six one, and they're both really, really good. So that'll be a really high level amateur fight that I'm uh, looking forward to. Um, Irving and Cam, like Cam's known to just like Cam's a beast. He's coming forward. He wants to finish you. So um, and Irving's the same. So that's a fight that. Uh, you know, they're probably going to meet in the middle. And uh, but uh, who who knows, man? Like this this game surprises me every card. I think this is going to happen, and something else happens. So uh, I don't know. But yeah, they're all uh, all. You know, Maria brings it too. Like Maria, that like don't anyone be fooled about those girls. Like Riley is really really good. And Maria, like if if anybody hasn't watched our past cards with her, like she, like she's really really good, getting better and always comes like she just comes for the fight there's no quit or break or anything and she's she hasn't fought in like i want to say i don't fla3 was her last fight with us so like last april so it's her first yeah so she's improved a ton so i'm, I'm stoked to see that that's amazing well listen everybody who has the opportunity windsor nova scotia at the new arena, I do believe, uh, that's just been put up, uh, 7 p.m. starts. So when will the doors open up, Derek, for people to go in and buy tickets at the door? So 6 o'clock, the doors will open up. Uh, there'll be two lines as you get there. Uh, there'll be one line pre-purchase tickets on the right, and on the left, uh, it'll be cash-only tickets, general seating. So we'll only have a super limited amount of those, probably uh, 75, 80, 100, I don't know, uh, until we sell out of those. And uh, that'll be cash only. So if you want to save 10 bucks, 60 bucks at the door, you'll save uh, 10 bucks. Uh, or if you're looking for tickets, uh, I think there's like three tables left on the floor and about 20 some floor seats. And then, uh, yeah, lots of generals online. That's amazing. Well, listen, everybody is so excited. We- I'm really excited. Uh, I told uh, Derek before it, my dad and I, we're getting into the MMA scene. We have heavily in the last few years, and we're really excited to watch it live. I've never experienced it, and I know that the Fight League Atlantic will put on a fantastic show. But, Derek, we appreciate you coming on the Daily Intermission Podcast. We'll have you on again down the road. We love talking MMA on this thing, and uh, listen, we're really excited for, for FLA 9. So uh, we'll see you on, on Saturday night. Man, keep killing it. You're awesome. Very good at what you do, man, and we certainly appreciate the platform and uh, look forward to working with you in the future. Keep up the good work.